When you have a child that leaves the LDS Church, you're taking a parenting detour. Have you ended up in a place you never thought you would be? When life takes you on a different path and it seems like everything has gone wrong, it's your opportunity to learn to show up differently and to learn to love in a whole new way. No matter why your child has left the church, you're in the right place to learn how to parent through the detour with me, LDS Life Coach Tina Gosney. Buckle up, let's go on this ride together. Welcome back to Parenting Through the Detour podcast. This is going to be a really important episode, and I think I'm seeing a theme that I say that a lot, that a lot of these episodes are important. And I think I really focus on the ones that deal with emotions and tell you that those are the important ones. There's a couple of reasons for that. And one is because we're so used to just shutting ourselves off from our emotions that they become a problem for us. And the other reason is that emotions are so important and we need to pay attention to them. And it's not something that we talk about or even acknowledge so often in our lives. In this episode, I'm going to talk about a specific emotion, and that is grief. Now, I have a common question that I ask my clients when we talk about emotions, and I say, so what is the hardest emotion that you ever think that you could feel? You know, the one that you're like, oh, I can do anything, but I don't want to do that one. And about 50% of the time, they say grief. And why do we not want to feel grief? Why are we not opening ourselves up to the full human experience through our emotions? And because grief feels so overwhelming. And if we're grieving, it means that we've lost something that was important to us or someone that was important to us. So I'm not going to talk about grief today in relation to someone passing away and someone dying. Although I do think that's a very important topic that is not the kind of grief I'm going to talk about today. Going to talk about the kind of grief that it's it's in relation to a significant loss that you've experienced in your life. And grief is that process that we go through that's a natural reaction to that loss. And why is it so important that we go through this process? What are some of the things that you can expect as you move through it? And how to move through it without it becoming a problem. Because I see so many clients that do so many things with the underlying emotion that they're having is grief, but it's coming out in different ways that's creating a problem for them. For instance, I had a client that was telling me she was walking through the grocery store and she saw a husband and a wife and their child and she was all of a sudden overcome with sadness, almost crippling sadness because her son was gay and she knew that that was never going to be his life experience. And it reminded her of all the things that she would not be experiencing with him and that he would not experience in his life because of this fact in his life. And she got this big giant lump in her throat. She choked back those tears as she finished the rest of her grocery shopping And she was just trying to make it through the store without falling apart. And we talked about what that intense sadness, that grief was for her and how it was important for her to feel that. 
So emotions are very important for us to pay attention to because they tell us what our values are. And as we worked through this, she found out that she really valued the view that she had previously had of her family and what she always thought that it was going to be. And she was having some trouble letting go of that as her family dynamics changed. And when she didn't have what she thought she was always going to have, she was feeling that intense sadness. But the thing that she needed to do was to allow herself to grieve the loss of her former life and all those expectations that she had there. Because if you don't allow yourself to move through that grief, allow yourself to to find out why you're grieving, what it is that you valued that you feel that you've lost, those emotions that come out over the top of that grief are going to mask the grief that you're feeling. And they won't allow you to move through the grief. They're going to keep you stuck in it, circling and circling and circling. Do you you have a traffic circle in your area where you live? In the area that I live, we have quite a few traffic circles, and sometimes we call them roundabouts. And there's an inside lane that if you just kept going around, you would just keep spinning and going around and around and around. And you would never actually leave the traffic circle. And that's what happens when we get stuck in these emotions that I'm going to talk about that mask the grief. So we don't address the underlying issue of grief. It just comes out in different ways and we get stuck in this traffic circle. But in order to move forward, we have to move into the outside lane so that we can pull out and take one of the exits. Now, grief is always going to be there. I'm going to talk about this a little bit later. Grief is going to be there always with us. We always have a part of that with us and carry it with us. But that's okay. It doesn't have to be a problem for us. So these emotions that we get stuck in that mask the grief that we're feeling, just some of them, just a sampling of the ones that I seek pretty often, are anger and blame. And these are are emotions that are focused out of ourselves. They're too painful to feel and be directed inwards. So we tend to direct them outwards towards other people. If you had been different, the situation would be different now. I see this a lot in blaming church leaders or church peers, like your child's peers. If those kids had just treated my child differently, they would have wanted to go to church. If my child hadn't been friends with that person, they wouldn't have been influenced to do these things. Or the spouse. If my husband had just taken more of an interest, if he had been different, if he had um, led our family better, if he had done this, if he had done that, then things would be different now. So you see that blame in church leaders or friends or spouse, and you see that go in in anger and blame towards other people. And sometimes we direct that anger and blame to ourselves in that if I had just been different, if I had made different choices, then things would be different right now. If I hadn't have done this, if I had have, if I would have done that, then things would be different. Sometimes we blame God. We get, we get angry and we blame God. But we think, this is not the life that I signed up for. I don't want to live this life. And we get angry that we've been given a set of circumstances in our life to deal with. So those are just some of the ways that anger and blame show up 
in our lives when we're grieving. We also tend to feel a lot of resentment towards others. You know, we tend to compare ourselves to other people and think, well, my problems are so much bigger than theirs. This isn't fair. They don't have to deal with what I'm dealing with. I don't want to deal with this. I'd rather have their problems. They have no idea what it's like to be me. They have no idea what it's like to live my life. And we get stuck in resentment and comparison. It's another way that we get stuck and we can't move forward if we're doing this. So another emotion that we get stuck in, and this is a big one, is fear. So we see our child doing something and taking a path that is, seems very, very scary, taking them down a road that we would never want them to be on. And we get really afraid because we don't know what we did wrong. Because for sure, if we had been better parents, right, then, then this wouldn't be happening. And we begin to second guess ourselves. And we're afraid to do anything because if that way that I did it before wasn't right, then what is right? I don't know what's right. So you're afraid of doing the wrong thing without even knowing what the right thing is. And you become paralyzed with fear. And you don't know how to move forward. And so you just pull back and you don't do anything at all. That's one way that fear shows up. And another way that it shows up is being hypervigilant. So I see that this child did this. I'm going to be so good with these other kids because I have no control over on that side anymore, but I have control over here. And I'm going to be so hypervigilant. I'm going to be so on and so perfect in my parenting with these kids over here that I still have some influence over because I want to make sure that my child has a testimony and they're super strong in the gospel and they go on a mission and they do this and they do that. And it's a fear of a repeat of what their sibling did. You can't control what your children believe or what they know. And when we think that we can give our child a testimony by the way that we show up or the things that we do, we are very much mistaken in that. But when we get, we get into this hypervigilance, it gives us a false sense of security in the name of protecting ourselves, because the pain that it that has come from that child leaving is so intense that you don't want to repeat so you do everything you can to make it not repeat itself with another child and another way that we get stuck is in sadness just like my client was at the grocery store she could have been stuck in sadness and spinning in that sadness for a long time, but she brought it to her coaching session. And we worked through that sadness together. We worked through that so she didn't have to be stuck in it. And we looked at it for what it was. Because before it felt so heavy and so permanent, but it doesn't have to be heavy and permanent. It can be there without being heavy. It can just exist. And that's okay. Allowing our emotions is an important thing that we do as human beings. We need to acknowledge them. Our bodies have these emotions, and lots of times we won't even acknowledge them. We just push them aside. But they are actually there to tell you something important. And they let you know what your values are. Did you realize that when you're having a strong emotion towards something, that your body is trying to tell you of something that doesn't feel in alignment with who you are and who you want to be? 
something that doesn't jive with the, what you believe. So as you allow these emotions, it lets you move forward. And it's, and allowing grief says, I've lost something important to me, and it's okay to be sad about that. Because if you don't allow the grief, you can't move forward. If you get stuck in anger and blame and resentment and fear, you can't move forward. And those emotions don't go away. Because if you don't acknowledge that they're there and you don't process them, they will begin to manifest themselves physically in your body. They will show up as health problems, illnesses, aches and pains, migraines, infections. That's how, that's what happens with our emotions when we don't address them the right way. So your emotions, what they really are, are chemical vibrations in your body. So your brain thinks something, and we all think differently, by the way. Our brain thinks something about the things that are happening in our life. And depending on the way that we think, our brain releases a chemical that goes into our body and creates a physical response and a vibration in our body. And the problem with it that we usually do is that we feel this emotion in our body and it doesn't feel good. And so we take it up and we start thinking about it more and we start spinning around in it and telling ourselves that everything has gone wrong. I need to make sure I do something about that and this shouldn't be happening and I have to stop this and all the things that we spin in when we're having an emotion. But your body is designed to process those emotions. Your brain is not So if we leave it in our body and let our bodies move that chemical through our bloodstream in a healthy way, then we don't get the side effects, all those health issues that come from not processing our emotions. And when we leave it in our body, we can work through it in a matter of minutes. When we take it up into our brain and we start spinning in all the negative thoughts about that emotion, it can stay for days or weeks, or sometimes even years. I have, can't tell you how many people I've talked to who have been in these same emotions for years now. And the reason that we do that is because we live in a really cognitive society. We want to think our way out of everything. We want to reason and think and do all those things that use our brain, and we ignore the wisdom of our bodies. Heavenly Father designed our bodies to handle these emotions that are in them. We ignore that and we want to think our way out of them. But the scriptures tell us that the soul of man is made of the body and the spirit. And there is much more to your body than your thinking mind. There is a whole nother set of things going on. So many things going on in your body besides your thinking mind. Your body is actually the hard drive of your life. It remembers everything from the time it was created until your present day. It has a memory of everything that you've gone through. Your mind can only remember a small portion of your life. It doesn't have the capacity to remember everything. So when we take things up into our mind and we think we know exactly what we've been through in our life, and we think we know exactly what to do, 
with this emotion or we push it away and we don't let that chemical to be processed, it's going to stay in our bodies and it will begin to cause those health problems I talked about. So what does it even mean to allow an emotion, to process an emotion? Most people have no idea what that means. So I'm going to tell you what it means. And I'm going to have you embrace that emotion. I'm going to have you move into it and feel it. And a lot of people are scared to do this because they feel like if they embrace it, if they move towards it, that it's going to be like this big, dark hole that they're never going to be able to get out of. But I promise you, there is no big, dark hole. And you will come out if you allow yourself to move into it and feel it. So the first thing that you're going to do is stop. Just realize that you're having an emotion. Just pause. Put a, put a pause. Like if you have a remote control on your life, push the pause button. Realize that your body is having an emotion. And your body has a chemical that needs to be processed. And then I want you to breathe. Take some really deep breaths. Breathe it in. And find it in your body. Where is it located in your body? When I feel nervous, I feel it in my stomach. I feel like I have an upset stomach. And it feels like it's doing flip-flops. When I get angry, I feel it in my chest, and I feel it in my hands, and I feel it in my face. And I think my face is red. If I ever looked in the mirror when I was angry, I think it would be red. And it feels like it's vibrating. So where do you feel this emotion in your body? Can you find it? Can you describe what it's doing? Can you tell me or tell yourself what it is doing in your body? Just like I just did. And does it have a name? Do you know what emotion it is that you're feeling? And when you say, I am feeling angry, or I'm feeling sad, or I'm feeling anxious, instead of, I'm, I'm such a sad person, or I'm, I'm such an angry person all the time, or I'm just an anxious person. One of those, when you say, I am feeling this emotion, that gives you space between you and the emotion. You are not the emotion. It is just something that you are experiencing in that moment. And doing it, phrasing it this way, allows you to get some space between you and the emotion it makes it more tolerable to think of it in this way. So find it, tell yourself what emotion it is, describe what it's doing for your body, and then picture yourself opening up the door and allowing it to come in. And just maybe sit down on the couch with it. Let it be there with you. You have some space between you and the emotion. Picture yourself sitting on a couch and watching the emotion and watching what it is doing in your body, and allow it to stay there as long as it wants to. When you deal with an emotion this way, it won't take forever. It won't take hours or weeks or months or years. It will take a matter of minutes, and often it's less than two minutes for that emotion to peak and then gradually dissipate. And when you allow your emotions to be there, when you let them be there without trying to fight them, without avoiding them, without without reacting to them in a negative way, 
it will allow your heart to expand. The grief itself doesn't go away when you lose something important. But your capacity to love and accept increases to make room for it. And it makes a space around that grief. And your ability to handle hard things increases. And you don't have as much fear of the future because you know that you can handle it. You've handled that one emotion that 50% of the people that I talk to say they are the most afraid of. And you have done it. And when you do this, you become more compassionate towards others when they are hurting because you know what that feels like. You've been hurt too. This is one of the very important ways that we learn to develop a Christ-like character. We all are going to experience grief in one way or another in this life. And what are we going to do with it? Are we going to allow it to make us a bigger and better person? Or will we let it shut ourselves off and rally the troops and try to protect ourselves by a big, having a big wall around us? Because when we open ourselves up to it, and learn how to move through it. We make room for ourselves. We make room for other people in our life. And we carry out those covenants that we've made at baptism. We mourn with those who mourn. And we comfort those who stand in need of comfort. And we really learn what it means to do those things. I want to warn you that you're going to be tempted to fall back into anger and blame and resentment and fear and sadness And it's not like a one-time done process. When you see those coming, when you see those creeping in, just allow yourself to feel them and keep going forward. You can listen to this podcast, this episode, as many times as you need when you see those those, um, emotions creeping back into your life. Because grief is natural. It's a natural process for us to go through. It expands our life and capacity for compassion for others. It's part of us developing that Christ-like character. It's so vital to us developing that. So allow your grief. You should stop and breathe and allow. I saw this quote the other day that I thought was so perfect for this podcast, and I'll share that with you here at the end. This is by Antonio Damasio. Not sure if I'm saying his name right, but he is a neuroscientist. And he said, humans are not either thinking machines or feeling machines, but rather feeling machines that think. Have a beautiful day. Thanks for listening to Parenting Through the Detour podcast. I'm your host, Tina Gosney. If you want to learn more about my work, please visit me at tinagosney.com. That's T-I-N-A-G-O-S-N-E-Y.com. And don't forget to subscribe and follow this podcast. I'll see you next week.